Shalom Yudim, Shalom Lebedei Noach, Shalom Legoyim. It's the evening of the fourth day. Erev Kach Gil, Kislev, Parashas V'yeshev, Tavshin Pei Dallas 5784. The evening of the third day, Tuesday, December 5, 2023. You're listening to Phantom Nation, a.k.a. the program program, coming to you from 21st century Jews mauled, raped, tortured, and murdered by 7th century Neanderthals. The focus today is on the condition of the former hostages, on release, the videos seemed to show the survivors to be in relatively good shape. What we did not know is that they had been given tranquilizers by the enemy, so they would come out in seemingly good shape. But now the professionals caring for them report otherwise. They were basically starved, terrorized, psychologically tortured, and I'm thinking mostly of the children. The director of the Safra Children's Hospital at the Sheba Medical Center in Ramat Gan Dr. Itai Pesach told the Times of Israel site, quote, this has been the most harrowing week of my life, close quote. Some of these kids were kept in total darkness in a room for weeks until they began to hallucinate. They were kept from relieving themselves. They were told to shut up when crying as they were forced to see videos of what was done to their friends, parents, neighbors. This is a special kind of evil. It's related to, but not exactly the same as Nazi evil. In Jewish history, no, of anti-Jews actually digging up the graves of Jews in order to shatter their bones. That behavior is related to the contemporary behavior of Gentiles. Then on a Saturday night, uh, spending their gas money to drive to a uh, Jewish cemetery in their pickup with sledgehammers and spray paint to shatter Jewish headstones and maybe wrap them with chains to uh, attach to the winch in their pickup truck to pull them down. They, of course, as they work up, uh, sweat. They're swigging down their six packs of beer, and they spray paint on the headstones. Uh, David's shield, the Jewish star, and um, the Hakenkreuz, the uh, swastika. This is a behavior I find, uh, frankly, fascinating. This is This is how you spend a Saturday night? How's about going out for a beer with friends or reading a good book or going to hear some good live music? This is how you spend a Saturday night? Cost you money to drive that truck uh, to uh, and to work up a sweat getting dirty? And for what? You're attacking some inert stone slabs? And I say this, this drive, this desire to spend one's money like this and time like this is pathological psychologically speaking. Adolf Hitler likewise was obsessed, dare we say enslaved, to his hatred of Jews and so to these good old boys on a Saturday night driven to spend their time like this. And no less uh, in the same category of lunacy are these Muslims in their millions sick in the head with hating Jews, just like Nazis only with a particular twist. The Nazis murdered Jews, they, they raped Jews, gassed Jews to death, incinerated their bodies. But I don't recall such episodes like October 7 with such behaviors that I don't think the Nazis engaged in much. In these uh, mutilations, the new word in Israel today, with the fighting resumed, on Friday uh, it resumed because the enemy refused to release another clutch of Jewish girls as promised, which meant the end of the ceasefire because uh, the enemy, they were afraid of what the girls would report about their treatment. The latest report 
was of these ghastly mutilations of women in particular on October 7. Gang rape so ferocious, pelvis bones were fractured, breasts sliced off and tossed around in fun by these antediluvian humanoids. The cruelty, the sadism, and particular ghastly mutilations, I could be wrong, but I don't think Holocaust literature takes much note of such behavior. And again, in particular, there's satanic cruelty to women. Boy, are these Muslims screwed up when it comes to women. And it turns out uh, the Israeli children may have, as I said, looked normal on coming home, but, but they're not. This is why I said last webcast, rescuing the remaining victims is paramount. Destroying Hamas can wait. These people, our people, are living in a real nightmare in hell in the hands of defective men lacking all human empathy, devotees of a sadistic death cult, and perhaps there's a connection uh, between their sadism and their yearning for death. Perhaps because inside these Muslims are so dead, uh, there's, there's, there's something wrong with their brains. Uh, maybe it is their upbringing that conditions them never to know guilt, which should arise in a normal person when committing an offense against another person. I think torturing our people, making them scream in inconceivable pain and horror, lets them at least witness people with feelings, because they have none. The English word ghoul, G-H-O-U-L, comes from Arab folklore, a mythical humanoid who eats dead bodies, which fantasy is alien to Jewishness. Uh, in European culture, by contrast, children are told frightening fairy tales of uh, Hansel and Gretel being starved by an old crone, putting them in a, in a cage. They tell ghost stories versus classical Jewish behavior, which is telling little children not stories of horror, but about great rabbis and virtuous heroes. The difference is also on display in the difference between film directors Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Spielberg's UFO masterpiece, I think, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, it has a happy ending and there are no monsters uh, versus Lucas's Star Wars with its villain Darth Vader who so frightened my friend's little boy, he begged to leave the theater, and they did. European folklore records the fear of uh, Little Red Riding Hood being eaten by a wolf uh, versus Spielberg's other outer space fantasy, E.T. He was so cute, and the movie was sweet and delicious, versus Lucas continuing his Star Wars epics in the spirit of pre-Christian European fairy tales told by the Grimm, Brothers Grimm, these Muslim death cultists bent on suicide at the hands of the Jews were high on savage, vicious, bodily cruelty to their victims. The children did not bathe for 50 days. Some of the heads have become teeming lice colonies. And the Muslims also told the children their parents had forgotten them and they will be, they will be in these tunnels forever. These Hamas guys are the same demons who brought down the World Trade Center on 9-11. Islam is a special, unique religion that glorifies committing suicide and murdering as many other human beings as you can. When the IDF video of the horrors came out, there was one clinical psychologist here opining that just to look at these scenes even on the video can bring on PTSD. 
These kids are having nightmares. They can't sleep. From the uh, descriptions today of what these monsters did, their behavior might be fit for a fairy tale by the Brothers Grimm, in particular what they did to women. These Muslims are in a class with the Aztec, as Spanish explorer Hernán Cortés discovered in the early 15th, 16th century. Uh, their religion, the Aztecs, called for a human sacrifice to their deity every day, which meant their priests seized a non-Aztec Aztec, and, and, and cut out his beating heart and, and ate it, then dismembered the corpse and distributed the body parts to the common man for them to eat. And I wish Israel would learn to go on the oratorical offensive and tell the world that as a result of this behavior, the two-state solution is history. It's dead. The idea of Israel going along with the creation of a state in Judea and Samaria belonging to Muslims like these is the nadir of anti-Semitism. It is asking Jews to do what no other people would in our situation. It is inhuman to even imagine the two-state solution. Everyone now, is all the pundits, is playing around with what will Gaza be like after Israel ends the ability of these Muslims there to harm us anymore. One possibility... Uh, is noticeably absent. Some want a renovated Palestinian authority to take over. Some want the Saudis and the Qataris to administer the territory. Missing is even one Israeli politician suggesting, uh, how about relocating the UNWA recipients in Gaza to some other Arab Muslim country and annexing Gaza in Israel. After all, the UN Charter supports Israeli ownership, but don't tell that to Israeli politicians today because they ha they fear having to uh, give the enemy citizenship if uh, Israel does that when that is a baseless fear. The fear of not giving them this citizenship would brand Israel as an apartheid society when what the secularly pine for is acceptance by the Gentiles, even at the price of shedding their Jewish identity. Adon tevel mori eli כוכבי מרום ימים אלים אבי הטוב ליבי ידעת שוקט נסער נכנע מורד לב זה לב בן אליך אתה תפילה יישא תפילת אמת אבי הטוב ליבי ידעת שוקט נסער נכנע מורד לב זה לב בן אליך אתה תפילה יישא תפילת אמת 
Yossi Azulai. Yeah, the uh, Muslims have an unusual relationship to the human body. Well, none of us, me, you, or none of us are experts in Islamic jurisprudence. Still, many educated people like us know at least one Islamic law. Steal something and the punishment is having your larcenous right hand chopped off. And how many nations outside of Islam have such a punishment? This behavior suggests they have a special problem with theft, just as Yiddishkeit says. Indeed, this Islamic behavior confirms the Jewish view that Ishmael is a thief, even an armed robber. And history confirms that, as do the Saudis famously worldwide for chopping off the hand of a thief. 
the uh, boys in captivity endured the pain of being burnt on the calf of a leg, as I myself once accidentally got burnt, sitting on the rear passenger seat of a motorcycle one summer wearing no sh- only shorts, uh, when my calf landed on the exhaust pipe. Ooh, that was painful. The Muslims uh, made boys do that. So if they ran away, could it always could be identified by the burn. It's a variation of Nazis burning numbers into Jewish forearms. It reminds me of Algiers two centuries ago, the most feared of Muslim so-called pirate states, still at that period using slaves, Christian slaves, in rogue alleys, uh, and they would crop the nose of a slave permanently, making him a slave, uh, marking him as a slave if he ever escaped. Uh, not that official Israel has spoken out against the sadistic barbaric cruelty of the Muslim Brotherhood that Israel covers up with the name Hamas, and the lie of an historical Palestinian people living in this country against which Israel never says a word. Last Thursday, Wednesday rather, was November 29. That's a common street name in Israel commemorating that day in 1947 when the UN General Assembly smiled, finally, on the creation of a Jewish state, a date stolen 30 years later by the Muslims in 1977. Uh, This generation of Jew killers uh, turned that day into the International Day of Solidarity with the Palestinian people. This year, on that day, the General Assembly protested, quote, attempts to impose Israeli-American plans that deny the Palestinian people's right to self-determination. According to international law, what happened on October 7th was the legitimate right to resist occupation, close quote. For the drafters of this uh, resolution, what is most paramount to them is the fear that Israel denies the existence of the Palestinian right to self-determination. And I say that's exactly what Israel has to do. And as usual, official Israel did not say uh, that day or any day there is no official, there is no Palestinian people with a right to the territory the UN Charter affirms belongs to Israel. Millions in the world this month have massed in hate fests, calling calling for Palestine to be free, with no official Israeli responding by denying the existence of a Palestinian people, let alone one with the right to own all the land from the river to the sea. Israel never says there never was such a people as Palestinians here. No Palestinian government ruled from the river to the sea. Israel never cancels the anti-Semitic fantasy of the two-state solution, which allows the fantasy to continue to energize Jew-haters. Israel's prime minister stakes no legal right, let alone religious claim, to Gaza, just the right to govern it to prevent the Muslims there from firing rockets into our homes and even invading our homes to torture and mutilate our people. People, uh, Bibi is interested in the security of the people, into hell with any historical or legal claims. What a different world it would be if the president and prime minister declared war against the central lie against the Jews in this generation, which is right there in last week's UN General Assembly resolution, protesting, quote, Israeli-American plans that deny the Palestinian people's right to self-determination, when in fact Israel never does that. 
Israel will strengthen its own morale, its spirit, by declaring the land called Palestine by non-Jews as nothing but the ancient homeland of the Jewish people, never occupied by any other nation in history. Such a declaration is likely to distress many of Israel's own Arab citizens. So what? They are hopelessly backward. Last month, the Knesset Ethics Committee sanctioned an Arab MK, Iman Khatib Yassin, who publicly had declared that Hamas, quote, didn't slaughter babies and they didn't rape women, which reflected, according to a public opinion poll, coincidentally, uh, 32% of the Arabs questioned, those with citizenship, went along with that idea. 44% of them reject Israel's right to a military response. These are disloyal citizens who never should have been given citizenship. This way of thinking, this denial, if we can call it thinking, resonates with the mind of the president of the state of Palestine, Mahmoud Abbas, a doctor of the philosophy of history for his thesis, arguing there was no Holocaust. No Holocaust, no babies beheaded, no raping of women. With people like this, like these suicidal, sadistic jihadis on October 7, fruitful dialogue is simply impossible. Peace talk with such less developed humanoids is a waste of time. Israel must adamantly state this land is our land and the Gentiles in Judea and Samaria and Gaza are not Palestinians with any right to our ancestral tiny homeland. The only logical way to combat the masses these days with their signs reading Free Palestine of the Israeli occupation is for official Israel to rally around signs reading Free Israel of its occupation by fake Palestinians. The sky will not fall if official Israel publicly declares there's nothing Palestinian about these people and Israel is under no obligation to pretend there is.
And that was Yehuda Glantz. And you're listening to the program program on phantomnation.com. So I think Israel can only benefit by publicly declaring the lie of a Palestinian nation. And I can think of no better assistance to the Jews and Gentile friends in the exile these days, now contending with an eruption of delusional Jew hatred, the likes of which we have not seen since Germany in the 1930s. Four Israeli medical academics just wrote a letter to the editor of the BMJ, the British Medical Journal, for his editorial labeling the root cause of the violence here to be Israel's settler colonial society. It seems uh, this journal swallowed the lie that Israel deliberately fired a missile into the Al-Akhli hospital in Gaza. Uh, the editorial said, this was horrific. The editorial wrote of, quote, the implementation of eliminatory settler colonial strategies. Eliminatory? This is intolerable, this abusive language, accusing Israel of colonizing Palestine. This is on a par with Jimmy Carter, that Georgia cracker, who called gated bedroom communities just outside of Tel Aviv in Jerusalem to be Israeli colonies. Colonies. Colonies were commonly the handiwork of empires in search of natural resources to farm and mine, when Israel has no natural resources except for some phosphates down by the Dead Sea. And in any case, what is politics doing in a medical journal? Another story uh, out of England is the report of public buses in London, like one in Jewish Stamford Hill, refusing to stop for Jewish school children. In one case, some passengers encourage the driver to do this. Don't pick them up. With the only Jewish person on the bus at a time who, quote, felt threatened, intimidated, shocked, and scared by the passengers goading the driver to do this and his complicity. And speaking of buses, there was that company, was it in Michigan or Wisconsin, that screwed hundreds of Jews and friends trying to get to Washington for that large rally the other day, the other week. They didn't show up. And speaking of buses, yesterday the JNS reported that in Toronto, 17 of the buses hired and paid for in advance by the UJA Federation did not show up yesterday to transport uh, people to a rally in Ottawa. 17 of the buses paid for in advance. In New Brunswick in Canada, in Moncton, the town of Moncton, for the first time in 20 years, the municipality will deny the Jewish community the right to erect a Hanukkah menorah outside of City Hall. Indeed, Israel's National Security Council just warned Israelis going abroad, warned that uh, there is danger in 80 different countries and they should be on the alert. That means hiding one's Jewishness in public. Perhaps in certain areas, uh, don't speak Hebrew either in public. You make yourself a target. The world has not seen such global hostility to Jews since the early 20th century. For whatever, for whatever it's worth, I think a little historical perspective should help to calm our nerves. I mean, in history, this has been perfectly normal in most generations to hate and revile Jews. Very normal. Since the Holocaust, we have enjoyed a relatively low level of hatred in this period. The, the urge has been focused on Israel. Today, though, we have rever returned to the wholesale delusion of seeing the Jews as a people that so sticks together and collaborates with one another like no other nation on earth. 
Earth. Take the case of a falafel outlet in Philadelphia named Goldie. It's in Center City, owned by a native Israeli Jew, but raised in Pittsburgh. Two days ago, a mob came together to stand outside the place and chant, Goldie, Goldie, you can't hide. We charge you with genocide. This is uh, the contemporary version of blaming all Jews to be guilty of killing Jesus. This is clearly a mental disorder. Whatever Israel is doing in Gaza, surely this Jew in Philadelphia has nothing to do with it. This is one of the common characteristics of this mental disorder that, it, that is called anti-Semitism, the belief in some kind of invisible internet used exclusively by Jews to communicate with one another and plot together their nefarious schemes. And it doesn't stop there with these mobs. Anti-Jew hysteria is like malaria. It comes and it goes, it's like the tides, it goes up, it goes down. And it infects all kinds of people, including the otherwise literate and educated. Among the journalists at the once respectable Washington Post that three days ago rejected, uh, respected rather, the claims of the Muslim Brotherhood in Gaza that Israel had let four premature ancient Palestinian babies to decompose in a Gaza, a Gaza hospital in an article that said the swap of Jewish hostages for Arab, Arab prisoners to be a, quote, prisoner exchange. You know, moral equivalence between Arabs in prison for participating in some Jew-killing plot and the women and children, the very old, the very young, who are Jewish captives in those hellacious tunnels. The Washington Post also referred to the suicidal lunatic Muslim rapists and mutilators on October 7th who invaded Israel as, wait for it, fighters. So on the one hand, it's depressing, this latest eruption of globe-encircling Jew, delusional Jew hatred. On the other hand, society may be just returning to a chronic condition when Jew killing, Jew hatred is, is perfectly acceptable. One should also remember that the Holocaust is for the younger generation everywhere now ancient history about which they have no serious information I think this is also evident in the exposure of the otherwise bright and smart Candace Owens as an anti-Jewess who clearly has no knowledge of the history of Zionism and the creation of the State of Israel, which has not stopped her from aligning with the Jew haters.
And that was simply Tzfat doing a famous nigun for um, Rosh Chodesh, for the recognition of the new moon. Okay, that's it for this second podcast of the three every week for subscribers to www.phantom-nation.com. Check it out. And I'll be back for podcast number three on Thursday, as usual. Until then, Lana Tov, Me'eretz Yisrael. Thank you.